can't pay the IRS, haven't filed in a while, receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA has brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Victor. TNUSA.com slash Victor. Hello, gentlemen. This is the Victor Davis Hanson Show. I'm Jack Fowler, the host. Victor Davis Hanson is the Martin and Ely Anderson Senior Fellow at the Hoover Institution and the Wayne and Marsha Buskey Distinguished Fellow in History at Hillsdale College. He's a military historian, a classicist, a best-selling author, syndicated columnist, many other things, farmer. He has a website, The Blade of Perseus. You'll find its web address, victorhanson.com. I'll tell you more about that website and why you should be subscribing later in this uh, this episode. We are recording just so we can make sure you get the context. Word that's used a lot now, Victor. Um, Sunday, the 25th of February. So this is, uh, we are in the aftermath of Donald Trump's primary election win in South Carolina. And we'll get Victor's thoughts on that. Some of the things Donald Trump has said related to Nikki Haley and, and that race. And then we have a few other media matters to get Victor's wisdom on. We'll get to all these things right after these important messages. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Back with the Victor Davis Hanson Show. Victor, uh, first I'll apologize to you and our listeners. I'm 
in, in the Bronx in my mother's bedroom and there's a racket from the streets of forgive me at least it's not gunfire which, I thought the Bronx, I thought you were in one of the I thought you were in one of the quietest neighborhoods in the world yes well, speaking of which last night all we heard was AR15 fire from about a quarter mile away which was what? one of the more yeah we people just I guess they're just practicing but we we used to have some of the quietest neighborhood but who knows with the open border? So, yeah, but it was all, and the dogs went. They they broke through the added the um, you know the the foundation door and went under the house and hid. They were so freaked out. Actually, now that you mention illegals, maybe if we have a little time at the end. We'll we'll try to get your thoughts about that murder of that uh, Georgia college student. But first, Victor, um, Donald Trump takes South Carolina Republican primary sixty. 40 uh today the drudge report not not donald trump's friend anymore has a headline that says 40 percent of republicans vote against trump in south carolina i don't know if that matters a couple of other things victor as in the days before the vote uh donald trump he went well he he was running nikki Haley was running against him and he went after her but he, he did talk about Something to the effect that if he was president, he would have the Department of Justice investigate her and nothing specific as to why. So and we have an election win. We have some strange contretemps uh, beforehand. Victor, your general thoughts about um, Donald Trump's victory and what lies ahead for him and for Nikki Haley. I thought that uh, he was actually more like his Iowa acceptance speech than he was New Hampshire. When he talked, he talked about unity. He says, you know, he shouldn't say that about investigating this person or that. I mean, I'm not saying that he has to be Sermon on the Mount, turn the other cheek, but he, he made a good point when he said this revenge is success, and that's what it should be. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, I've outlined a lot of times to you, Jack, these various theories that she's hoping for a catastrophic jail event or health event, and she's ready. I don't think that is going to happen. And if it happened, I think the party would more likely nominate Ron DeSantis than they would her. Uh, I think that she's not running for vice president, that's for sure. But she's not doing the George H.W. noble opponent, just keep slogging away, and then Reagan admires him and makes him vice president. It's not happening. She's gone. She's right on the abyss of going full never Trumper. And the thing she's saying, when she says he's unqualified and unfit for president, she's putting herself into a position. I mean, it's much worse than George H.W. Bush voodoo economics, what he said about Reagan. I don't know how she's going to get out of that and whether she wants to get out of it. And maybe the no labels brand is sort of falling apart. Joe Manchin's not going to run. There's all these other minor candidates. I guess what she's doing is the full Liz Cheney, that she's positioning herself as a noble opponent. Most of her rhetoric, Jack, is more on the left than the right side of the spectrum. She talks about fellas. There's 11 fellas, and I beat them all, and I'm a woman, and I was an immigrant. and I'm all. We heard it once, but we hear it every damn day. And she's using all the tropes and mod modalities of the left, and I don't when they say 40% of her supporters, that's what they say now. But let's see what they say in November. They always say that. They never unite. The only time it's ever really happened is with the never Trumpers in 2016 and Trump still won. 
And it doesn't really matter under the Electoral College because no matter what the South Carolina Republicans do, he's going to get a lot of conservative Democrats and win that state. So it's not like Michigan or Ohio or Georgia or Nevada or Arizona. So I don't know what she's doing. I don't think anybody does. I don't think she does. Uh, Donald Trump said something that was very prescient. He said, I don't know how she gets out of this, but maybe on Super Tuesday, something will happen. But I doubt it. I, I, I don't I don't know why she's going to go down. She's going the Harold Stassen route. Yeah. She hasn't won one primary. I don't know if that's ever happened where a person, a major candidate has stayed in the entire primary season and not won one. But that's what she's headed to if she doesn't get out. Yeah. Well, Victor, uh, switching from raw politics to foreign policy, there's a really troubling item that appeared on Powerline, Powerline blog, which all our listeners should check check out that terrific website daily. And this is from Steve Hayward, who's who writes regularly for Powerline, and it's titled giving rational ignorance a bad name. And he, let me just read this quickly, if you don't mind, Victor. Uh, this is about Joe Biden's UN ambassador, Linda Thomas-Greenfield. I don't know if anyone remembers her, but- Yeah, I do. <laughs> she's, 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 she is a diamond. She is such a treasure to America. Um, here's what Steve writes. Uh, Greenfield gives uh, Kamala Harris a run for her money in word salad platitude sweepstakes. Thomas Greenfield outdid herself when- um, this happened in the UN the other day. After the Algerian ceasefire resolution was defeated a few days ago, she concluded her statement as follows. And this is this is what Linda Thomas Greenfield, listeners, your UN ambassador, had to say. We intend to do this the right way so that we can create the right conditions for a safer, more peaceful future. And we will continue to actively engage in the hard work of direct diplomacy on the ground until we reach a final solution. Yeah, and, well, and Steve, Steve writes here. Wait, did you really say that in this conflict between Israel and Hamas, the U.S. is seeking a, quote, final solution, end quote? Victor, your thoughts? Well, she, I thought she might say that, and we're going to address the Jewish question, but she didn't quite go that far. But, I mean, her whole experience diplomatically is only really in, I think she was an ambassador to Liberia, African-American affairs, black affairs. She's not qualified for that job. She has no broad background. It's also a commentary on how ignorant our leaders are. They don't know any history. Anybody with a eighth grade knowledge of world history would know something about World War II. And they, if they read a textbook in their eighth grade class, they'd see a chapter called or a subchapter called The Final Solution. And so for her to say that after October 7th, it just destroys all of her credibility, probably makes her very popular in the Arab world. But other than that, just more of what you... You know, th th this administration is so strange. They they all pose as these humanitarians and these therapeutic people. Then they say the meanest, nastiest things, not just stuff like this, but Joe Biden destroys the border. And then he blames and says that Donald Trump destroyed the border. And then he blames Ukraine on Donald Trump, the only administration of the last four that Russia didn't invade someone else's borders. It just gets so nauseating. And frustrating because I don't know if people buy all of it, but she's an ignoramus. She really is. And uh, 
I don't know how you walk that back. Oh, uh, I don't mean a final solution. I just mean an ultimate solution. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. No solution. Also, also seems to be a lot of you know media silence. We could we can we can do this relentlessly, as you know, Victor. If the shoe was on the other foot, if a Republican had said, if some Trump administration, you know what, I said something about a final solution. <laughs> It would be hell raised. We had a good conversation. Uh, I interviewed Ron Johnson. That's going to come out uh, next week. And he made a really good point that I don't even think that what CNN or MSNBC or NBC says anymore, given the audiences of a Jordan Peterson or Daily Wire or Ben Shapiro or Joe Rogan, Megyn Kelly, I, I just don't think they have any influence like they used to. I used to think media, 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 but... Is Rachel Maddow just ranting all all day and lying about Russian collusion, Russian disinformation? Now they've got a new Russian collusion disinformation with this spy that they say, oh, he collapsed the case against Hunter. This is the guy they praise as one of their most valuable assets until he wasn't, i.e. until he told the truth about the Biden family. So I don't, I don't think anybody listens to them anymore. I really don't. And, I, you know, she said final solution. And then they what are they going to say? If they ask Corinne Jean-Pierre, what, what did your ambassador to the United States, United Nations mean by that? She'd say, uh, I've addressed that elsewhere, or we're going to, we'll address that, or she didn't, I don't have no information. She, she doesn't even know. She doesn't know what the final solution was. None of them do. So yeah. they're ignorant. They don't have any knowledge. All they have knowledge of is grievance, grievance and DEI and un unfairness and America's bad. That outside of that realm, that context, they don't know anything about history, the Renaissance, European history, any history, world history, much less 20th century's history. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to get stick with the media a little as a topic and get into some 1776 history, Victor. And we're going to do that right after this important message. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And Angie is here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My son needed a major yard cleanup at his new home. We went straight to the Angie website and found a bunch of local, reliable, and affordable pros to handle the job, and one did pronto. Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The app and website are free to use. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
We're back with the Victor Davis Hanson Show. Again, we're recording on Sunday, the 25th of February. And Victor, before we dive back into uh, your thoughts on on some leftist media madness and some Biden hijinks related to the media, I want to mention a word, and that word is barbecue. And just hearing the word makes your mouth water. You may already have a low temperature, slow cooking smoker, egg or pellet barbecue, but in the middle of your busy week, who has that kind of time? You need a hot, fast, solar infrared gas grill. It heats up to 1,000 degrees in just three minutes, even on cold winter nights. And that heat locks in juices and flavor and grills food faster. In just a few minutes, your family will be sitting at the table enjoying delicious, better-than-restaurant-quality grilled food, juicy steaks, moist chicken, tender fish, and healthy grilled veggies. Solair is a multi-generational, veteran-owned business. Their portable uh, portables, carts, and built-ins are all made in the USA from commercial-grade stainless steel, so they're built to last. Get your free guide, How to Choose the Right Infrared Grill, at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Solaire Infrared Gas Grills for fast, delicious grilled food every day. That's best hotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com. And we thank the good people at Solaire for sponsoring the Victor Davis Hansen Show. So, Victor, you know, that media you just said that nobody listened to, but I'm still going to have to ask your opinion on a thing or two. One has to do with uh, an MSNBC performance, and the other has to do with the uh, CBS uh, reporter, Catherine Herridge. So here, first on MSNBC, and I'm I'm confident most of the listeners have seen some clip on social media of uh, Heidi Prisbila. I'm sure I mispronounced her name. She's a Politico reporter, and she was being interviewed on MSNBC by Michael Steele, who was the former uh, chairman of the Republican Party and a, f a former fellow cruiser with you and me on a national, yeah, a national I, review cruise with me. I, 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 I'll be candid. I never okay. had much respect for him or his competence. He yeah. was put. He was put there after. Well, remember Barack Obama won. And they thought, wow, we're we can't win the black vote, so we're going to have Michael Steele. But he wasn't. He was never a conservative, and he said a bunch of crazy things. And he was triangulating from the very beginning. He has no yeah. sense of identity of where he is politically. He just gets on television and he looks around at the panel or wherever he is, and he always agrees with fifty-one percent of the people. Yeah. And in any given situation, he has no no intellectual courage or independence. Well, I'll get a little more out of you on him in a second. Let me just say here that while uh, Pris, uh, Prisbala is speaking, you know, the, the, under her under the screen says the Republican mess, how Christian nationalism could shape a second Trump term. And here, here's what she said. Uh, Christian nationalists, quote, believe our rights as American, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority, don't come from Congress, don't come from the Supreme Court, they come from God, end quote. She says this shocked, and of course, there's been a ton of response uh, by very smart people uh, about, did you ever hear of this thing called the uh, Declaration of Independence, <laughs> where our rights come from God? But then think, also, think, the, the other that, thing that, is Michael Steele's shaking his head as she's saying that. So it, I, it, I just, yeah, I mean, your, your general thoughts. Well, I, I happen to remember some, wasn't it, I think I even memorized it, it said something like, 
all men are created equal if they're endowed by the creator, right? Endowed by the creator. And so I don't Seems know. Seems familiar. She, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, she says that she got on to natural law, the only extremist area. She has no idea of natural. Natural law is one of the oldest philosophical concepts of Western civilization. Goes back to Aristotle and beyond, and it basically says that when we're born into the world, we have a natural, divinely implanted sense, moral of moral rectitude, and that people do not have to be schooled necessarily to know that it's wrong to steal or it's wrong to rape or it's wrong to kill. That that is an innate moral sense. Doesn't mean they won't violate that, but they have been given an endowed sense of morality that's natural law and that laws reflect that and that's the basis of law it's an assumption that people have a common sense of propriety and evil etc so when she says you know that anybody who believes in natural laws if you ask these people would you define a christian nationalist she wouldn't know what to say right. she really she really wouldn't and if she ask her what a deist is. I mean, even if the, some of the founders were not themselves practicing or even uh, active Christians or believed in Christianity, they were deist. And that means that they believe that a deity, i.e. in the Christian Judeo-Christian context, was very important for people. In other words, the concept, if you don't, you know, kind of a Nietzschean concept, idea that if you don't have a God, you replace it with something far worse. So they thought that Christianity in this context of the founding, some of them, most of them believed in God and practiced as Christians, but the ones that didn't believe that Christianity was a very valuable tool for moral instruction. And that's not, I don't know where these people, when you get all of these people talking like this and, you know, it's like we boiled down the collective intelligence of our elites to the view or something, you know, yeah. that's about, that's what, that's about what they have. And I wonder if they have a look at the coinage in their pocket, Victor. I'm no. looking at a $20 no. bill right now. It says, in God we trust. It says the same thing on a quarter. How is this? This is kind of shocking well, to them, I guess. What does he think the dollar bill? Anuit coeptus. He nods on our beginnings. That's right, our Virgil's Aeneid, but it's been used for the idea of a God nods. God nods on what we've started. And new age of Novo Seclorum, Novus Ordo Seclorum, a new age, new order for the ages. That all that, that comes out of the fourth eclogue of Virgil, but uh, not at the end, but the fourth eclogue. And it's, it's part of the classical tradition that was embodied later into Christianity. And that's why our early foundation foundational documents, mottos, everything are, are saturated with references to God. Yeah. And the idea that you're a Christian nationalist because you believe in reality is just nuts. But where does all this come from? It just, you know, I don't want to, I want to be concise and not go on a rant, but where does Greenfield's idea of final solution is okay to say that, or she's ignorant of it, or where does Michael Steele nodding, or where does Heidi somebody thinks that natural law is embodied by only Christian national. It comes from ignorance. In other words, these people go to universities, they get degrees, but when you actually look at the courses they take and the assignments they're required to do and the grade that reflects actual performance, there's nothing there. It's just a joke. And I think a lot of people would be better off not going to college.
just a waste of time for these credentialed ignorant ramuses. It really is. And we get we get fooled. We get fooled. We say, wow, I would rather have a person who went out and ran five 7-Elevens as the ambassador to the United Nations than Miss Greenfield. And I would rather, for the head of the Republican National Committee, I would rather have a guy that has six tire stores than Michael Steele. Really would. And it's just, and that's, yeah. we've got to get rid of this idea that you're credentialed or you're, I don't know, it doesn't have any connection with knowledge, much less ethics or anything. This is, um, I saw I saw a headline, I didn't click on it, about Peter Thiel's, uh, you know, $100,000 yes. to, to folks, and, it, and it, that it's very popular. That was the headline. I didn't click on it. But uh, then I, I also, I sent, I think I sent you an article from Law and Liberty, which is also a terrific website by Jonathan Leaf. Jonathan, uh, is, he's written for a, a whole range of publications, including a National Review. And I know, I've known him quite a while. He's a successful playwright and novelist, amongst uh, other things. But he had a great thought that, uh, about, uh, we talk about accreditation of colleges his thought is de-accreditation of colleges based on on what you just talked about. Let's look at some of these departments. You picked on English departments because I guess they're the easiest for us to to um, um, picture in this sense. English departments that don't teach Shakespeare, etc. You know the the, the great liter writers. Uh, why should they be accredited? Why should a college that goes that route be accredited? His thought was. Find some, you know, some some conservatives of means should should bankroll an assault on this. Uh, I think we still need colleges, Victor. Right? Uh, well, I do too. But, I do too. Yeah. But they're not. They have to be reformed, and the only way they're going to reform is by paying. And that means that people are not going to buy their product because it's not worth the investment. And then when that happens, they will react to market realities. But you've got to get the government out of it, and the government is ten times the largest donor. It's a larger donor than all of the endowment. The amount of right. money that it gives either in direct research or tax write-offs for giving to the endowment or federally subsidized loans. Speaking of which, Joe Biden went out to here, California, of all places, knew what? He gave another $1.2 I think he's up to, he had already given $150 billion that the Supreme Court said was illegal. Right. He excused another 150000 right before the election. And, you know, what does that what does that do when one hundred and fifty thousand people get their contractual obligations wiped off the books in a manner that the Supreme Court says is illegal to do by the, the even Nancy Pelosi said he couldn't do it. Right. And that means that what if you're a person right now and you owe twenty thousand dollars and you've seen, I don't know, three or four hundred thousand people get from Joe Biden and these waves of relief, would you keep paying? I wouldn't. I just say, you know what? Right. If he did this in February, he'll get closer in March. He'll do it again. He'll do it in April, but he'll give a big one right on November 1st or late October. So I'm going to wait. Why pay? And then have my, and it's, he's destroying the whole sense of these young people took out an obligation. They took out a debt and they were required to pay it. And, you know, my daughter had uh, student loans 
and she paid absolutely on time and I helped her. And when she passed away, I, she still had, I think it was 13,000 and I paid it. I think everybody has an obligation, no matter what, to pay any debt that you incur. Right. And, and I blame, I do blame the universities because they take 18 year old kids and they're much more of a loan shark than car salesmen. They get them in there and they and they send them student aid packages and they jack up the tuition. So it's like $70,000 and room and board 80,000 and but but we have a, a very multifaceted loan pack. We're going to give you a discount of you know twenty thousand. Then you can get a student loan for forty thousand. You only have to come up with, but the price has been so inflated given the value that you receive that all of these are gimmicks, and they're not, the the price isn't worth what they're charging. Right. If we got the student loan, the federal government out of the student loan and told these universities they have to back their own loans, it would be very different. Well, on the societal ramifications are massive. You know, it is. Graduates yeah. 22, they have six-figure debt. So it's essentially they're coming out of college with a mortgage. It's not exactly, um, I, I would think it suppresses the interest in marriage. It does. Uh, I, I wrote about a whole and chapter. children. No. I, I wrote a whole section of that uh, in The Dying Citizen. I said you know, it creates prolonged adolescence. You get these people, they take three units, six units, nine units, change their major, and before they know it, they're in their late 20s and early 30s with a BA in environmental studies or sociology or psychology. They can't get a job. They see people that they make fun of without education that are making, you know, 80,000 a year as plumbers or electricians that they look down on. And then they get angry and whiny and they say, why do I owe three hundred, two hundred thousand dollars And... It's, and they took that loan out, and they're not going to buy. You said you're not going to get married. They're not going to have children. They're not going to buy a house till they're in their late thirties, if at all. And it's right. very detrimental to us as a nation. So I think we should just phase it out. And if Harvard and Stanford and Princeton and Duke and University, any of these colleges had to take their endowment and say, look, here's the loan and you have to pay it back. If you don't pay it back, we're going to go after you, but we'll have to take it out of our endowment. You would have a much tighter run ship because the moral hazard would be where it is. Yeah, by the way, last point on this, Victor, just on the financial pen war, a Biden's various schemes here to cancel these loans. Uh, Penn Wharton analysis says that the efforts will cost a total of a four hundred seventy-five billion over yeah half 10 a years half a trillion with the interest lost and all of that half a trillion dollars for what and he, this is really funny if some of you who are Democrats or Independents are listening I know Trump says things that bother you but we're watching something that we haven't seen before where this guy will drain the strategic petroleum reserve without any interest at all in our national security. And right before an election, the midterms, he will go over to Saudi Arabia. He will go send signals to Iran that he's not going to sanction even Russia, Venezuela, because he wants the oil price low. He will forgive student debt right before the election. And we haven't seen something that's so nakedly uh, either illegal or amoral. And he he does it because he thinks that this old-fashioned 
media, the Washington Post, New York Times, NPR, PBS, Network News, all of them will just not say a word. I, yeah. I, I don't know. He's right. He's, <laughs> he's well, right. he's right. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, I just have to hope that people watch this and they have nothing but disgust about it. I, I really yeah. do. And, there, and there's some evidence that that's true because his polls are between 33 and 38 percent. That's about that's lower than we've seen in a long, long time. And there, it's going to get lower. Well, Victor, we have one more media thing to uh, get your opinion on. But first, um, our God-given freedoms are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth. And the only way we win is if we stand together. Thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force, force doctors to perform abortions. And they need your help. With your best gift, you courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness, and help defend our cherished freedoms. Go to joinadf.org slash victor. That's joinadf.org forward slash victor to give now with your help. I've pledged to raise $5,000 by March 31st for ADF. Visit joinadf.org slash victor to make your best gift right now. I know with your help, we can beat that goal and help make a generational difference for freedom. Thanks. Uh, we thank uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a great, great organization uh, for sponsoring the Victor Davis Hanson show. So, Victor, uh, that one last uh, media item has to do with uh, Catherine Herridge, who uh, I'll assume most of our listeners would know of her. They probably saw her on Fox. She used to be at Fox, but she was at CBS until last week when she was fired along with um, a, a number of people uh, let go, <clears throat> excuse me, by CBS. But hers was a little more shocking because she was quite a, a prominent um, reporter. And she was on the Hunter Biden laptop beat and the Hunter Biden beat in general. And her personal files were taken by CBS uh, when she was fired. And this uh, is an unprecedented uh, move. So, Victor, this is uh, really, you know, typical. Is is the Biden administration in league with media giants, major corporations to suppress and, and contain bad news about Hunter? I, I think that's a rhetorical question. Your thoughts? I, I don't know the answer, but I do know that uh, Hunter, the more that Joe Biden says he knows nothing about Hunter and he lets and Hunter's going to be equal under the law as every other person is, is a complete lie. We know that because when he was facing severe IRS penalties and he had the DOJ under O'Biden and Merrick Garland, uh, O'Biden, <laughs> and that's the true statement, the Obama-Biden consortium, yeah. uh, he... He did what? I mean, he was going to walk free, basically with a slap on the wrist. If it wasn't for one judge who said, wait a minute, this is outrageous. And then we had some felony indictments, which I don't think he's going to uh, be convicted on. I really don't. And because of the, the politicized nature of it and the half-hearted effort of the prosecutors 
But uh, Charles Gasparino had a good article on this. He said that there might have been even in a financial angle that CBS is bleeding a lot of dollars for its global uh, Paramount Group or Paramount Global or whatever it's called that owns it. Paramount owns them. Yeah, yeah, and that they want to merge and. There's a lot of antitrust implications, and they feel that if they were to get rid of her and go easy on Hunter Biden, then the FT, the Federal Trade Commission might be more likely to approve the merger or not. I don't know if that's true or not. And he says, I'm not a conspiracy theory, but this is very weird that they would go after this woman who, by the way, when she was on Fox, was not one of the Fox uh, conservatives. She was always uh I guess Jennifer Griffith and her and Jackie Snyder and those people, they were, is that what her name? Jacqueline Heinrichs, I guess her name was. They were they were not conservative. They were just reporters. So right. I, it's not that she's some far right reporter. So there's some agenda there and it has something to do with her research on Hunter Biden and they want to impair it by getting, get rid, getting rid of her platform and her voice and, um, uh, also, I guess, her research materials. I don't know how they can right. confiscate things that they don't own that she had maybe when she was working at Fox, but they're where they're doing it. And yeah, well, it's uh, deep. It's troubling, deeply troubling. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, you know, what's her name? Is it Cheryl Atkinson? Remember her? Yes, sure. Yeah, she was Cheryl. I think she spelled her name S H A. Yes, and, they, and she, you know, she alleged that they were actually spying on her via her computer, and the same thing for her research that got too close to what the Hillary Clinton Biden team were doing and the weaponization of these institutions. So, yeah. again, again, everybody is very cautious and weird and freaked out because all of the reference that we grew up with, the FBI, Ephraim Zimbalist junior on sunday nights and cia is trying to fight cold war communism the doj is taking a disinterested view of this it's on the civil rights beat doing a good job the irs we all dreaded but we felt that anytime anybody tried to tamper with it nixon or anybody everybody was outraged all of those have been weaponized and the left never said a word about the corruption of the fbi corruption of the cia corruption of the doj corruption of the irs corruption of homeland security you could say there's a lot of corruption in the pentagon weaponization politicalization it's just it's just amazing what they've done to the institutions yeah yeah. Well, there's a there's a, a, an interesting piece you put up on uh, on Twitter slash X that gets into some of that. And maybe we'll get a little time to uh, have, get your reflections on that, Victor. First, if you don't mind, uh, I think we should maybe get your thoughts on this murder of a Georgia college student. And we'll do that right after these important messages. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with the Victor Davis Hanson show. So, Victor, here's the the story. Lake and Riley, a 22-year-old nursing student at Augusta University, was found murdered on the University of Georgia's campus, Arrested and charged with the crime is 26-year-old Venezuelan Jose Ibarra, who entered the U.S. illegally in 2022 in Texas. And he'd, he'd been arrested for other crimes, including in New York City, and of course, let go. And I want to con- personally congratulate, you know, being sarcastic, the local Georgia community, Athens, Georgia. By the, You know, that's a sanctuary city. Um, anyway... Um, he has been apprehended and he's been charged with murder. And a, f- a final little note, the Department of Justice also arrested and charged his brother, his older brother, Diego Ibarra, in Georgia, related to pos- to the possession of a fake uh, green card. So, you know, the Ibarra family, just two people wrecking their havoc um, in the United States, murdering a a college student who's going to grow up to be a nurse and who's yeah. going to save people's lives. And who's who's to blame? Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden. When they lied and lied and lied and said the border is secure, they were deliberately doing this. They opened the border. They destroyed the progress of the wall. They destroyed catch and release. They destroyed applying for refugee status from your home country. They let Obrador of Mexico off. They did all of that. And they did it for one reason, to greenlight millions of people, partly to satisfy the Chamber of Commerce wing, the, the apolitical corporate elite that wanted cheap labor, but mostly because under non-election day balloting, which is 70 percent in some of the swing states, they were convinced that a lot of these people will be able to vote. And they're completely right. They will. And they were they didn't care about the human costs and the, the horror and carnage that would accrue when you let that many people in from some of the most violent places in the world without any audit. And you do not subject them to the rudimentary audits that you require of citizens. You tell a citizen, not only do you have to have a license or a passport to get on a flight, but next May you're going to have to have a real I.D., but not if you're an illegal alien. And if you leave this country, you better have a passport card or a passport, but not an illegal alien. And you just can't walk into a hotel and say, I want a bed, you owe it to me, but not an illegal alien. And that is what, that sends a message that there is no deterrence and all of these people are coming out of the woodwork. The worst of it is, Jack, we were told, well, we can't deport them because Venezuela uh, is angry at us or we're angry and they don't have, why don't, what does that mean? Venezuela sent them there. Does that mean Venezuela said, oh, we can't let our illegal aliens go to the United States because we don't have a reciprocal treatment. They didn't say that. So why don't we just put them on a plane and land somewhere in Venezuela or just right. take a bus and just go down to the 
you know, take a big barge and just dock at a Venezuelan port and say, here they are. Thank you, but no yeah. thanks. See what happens. Yeah. Put them on a cruise ship and yeah, document. Yeah, and they should they should do that. And they're and think of all the destruction that that, that happens. And everybody's what they this poor young woman would be alive. All she wanted to do was just exercise. And I got so tired of the news coverage. What's very dangerous to young women should not jog. Yeah, that's true. But when when in America can a young woman not jog in the broad daylight on a very traveled, you know, without worrying about two people who the president of the United States let in who were criminals? I mean, we don't have to live like that. And it's right. like that Kate Steinle, when she was killed, the only thing that people got angry were where that illegal alien supposedly had been shooting sea lions. And they were they would have convicted them if they could prove that Damn shooting sure. at them, yeah. because that's something that they were really upset, but not somebody who was killed yeah. and life was extinguished. He got off. He'd been he'd had f uh, five felonies and seven illegal entries. He got off. He's I think he's out right now. And they all they don't have any respect for life. They really don't. It's all this abstract leftist dogma. It's, you know, to make a omelet, we've got to crush some eggs or scramble some eggs. They don't care. It was, that's just, just a horrible story. And it's going to happen again and again and again. I was thinking the other day, last like last night, I took a walk around my small farm, and I hear all of this gunfire, maybe, I don't know, eight or 900 yards away. Why do I have to do that? I have no idea whether the guy is shooting an AR-15 through the orchard or he's shooting up in the air, and it's coming from what used to be a nice little farmhouse, and now it's rented out to, I don't know how many people live there, and there's no audit, and the other morning, I'm walking at five o'clock in the morning, I turn around, and here's a car parked. And two people don't speak English. They're going at it sexually in the car. I try to say, what are you doing? And they try they they yell an obscenity to me in Spanish and they drive off. I don't have to do that. I mean, why why do we why did why does Joe Biden say you have to do that? Right. We can we can do this. We have to destroy the border. We have to let in some people without any audit. And I don't care what race they are or what language they speak. I don't it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I don't I don't like people coming from Russia. I don't like people coming anywhere illegally. And I get it just makes a mockery of the law and all these people who are waiting. But it, it's this strange things that we have to put up with it. You know, in New York, you know, it just why did why do New Yorkers have to put up with that when people just commit crimes or they attack police? Why doesn't people just say no more? That's it. And it just yeah. keeps going on and on and on. Well, there's some there's some truth to the to the saying about we get the kind of government we vote for. But we do. We in, do. In many cases, like even the, we've talked before about the philanthropists with college who who are now shocked by what's going on. Like, What did people think was brewing and percolating all these these last years? You know? I don't think I, and I think everybody has to be honest. We don't have to put up with this racialization. Eric Adams, I was watching him the other day. He ran for office saying, I'm the guy who stood up, remember that, to the crackers on the police force? And then he yes. got in there and he said, look, look at this council. They're after me because uh, I'm black and you're, we've never had a more chocolate. Can you imagine anybody who came in and said, look at me, we've never had a more Asian yellow group. Or look at me, I'm white, we've never had this many white people before. 
Right. Just and then same thing with Fannie Willis. You know, I'm not going to take down a proud black man by saying something. And then black people, all this lies and race, race, race. People don't have to take it. They should just say, you know what? We don't have to listen to it anymore. Yeah. We're tired, sick of it. And I was listening to that clip from that woman on the View, Sony Sunny Holston. Is that her name, Holston? All she does is talk about race, 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 race. But we yeah. wake up, we're like an insect in a Kafka novel. We wake up and it's just, you know. Cockroaches. Yeah. yeah. It's just everything you have to assume that a person can just collectively demonize a whole group based on their skin color, contrary to the civil rights movement. And then you have to realize that people can come here illegally and break the law and face no consequences. This is what you, the America you're going to have to face. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to keep yeah. going until somebody says no. And I don't know, you get what you pay for. I was looking at San Francisco, you know, I was in the Bay Area this week and uh, even the Silicon Valley downtowns are suffering. But I was just thinking, these people voted for all of this overwhelmingly. And, and when I hear Gavin Newsom, I say, wait a minute, you were on the board of supervisors for eight years and then you were mayor for eight years and then you were lieutenant governor governor for eight years and then you were now governor for, i guess six so you've been 30 years in the bay area which is deteriorating nothing and then i was jerry brown weighed in on something the other day from his echo estate up in grass valley i thought wow you were mayor of oakland for six years you were governor of california for 16 that's 22 you were attorney general for four that's 26 you were mayor of oakland i think for eight or four, at least thirty years. The two between the, the two of them, no two more, no two people are more responsible for what California came than those two guys. Between right. them, they're going to be governors for thirty. They're they're going to be governors between the two for twenty four years, and you add their mayorships and their border super, all that attorney general, and nobody's more responsible. And yet they never say a word about what they did. Yeah, and and they people kept. I don't think either one of them. Jerry Brown ran for Senate and lost, but I don't think they ever lost an election. Other than that, and Jerry Jerry Brown lost the presidency also. It, well, but, yeah, uh, yeah, he did as a primary candidate. Yeah. Well, this we have a, just a few minutes left, Victor. So maybe we can squeeze in here this uh, wonderful post you wrote for X Twitter last week, and it's titled, I want to encourage our listeners to visit, if they're on that platform, check out at VD Hansen. That's Victor's handle. And I'd say twice or so a week now, you're, you're writing really interesting original posts. And this one was what the left has bequeathed us. The left has created new rules for national politics. Here are 20-some precedents they have now established for America in the future. And it it, it really is um, when they were all when you've collected these 20 thoughts, enough thoughts, Victor, but 20. Well, as you say, precedents uh, in the collective, it's 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 shocking. Well, I mean, it's it, stabilizing it, of our nation. Yeah, you know? just yeah. I mean, they just make up rules that and they pass it off as their principle. But, you know, I'll just name a few of them. If, 
if they get control of the Senate, then the filibusters are racist, archaic, fossilized, and you got to get rid of it. If they're in the minority, it's it's essential. When they used to love the Electoral College, they call it the blue wall. When you wake up, Jack, on Election Day, you have already lost Republicans. Illinois, you've lost Michigan, you've lost Wisconsin, you've lost New York, you've lost California. You can't win. And then all of a sudden, it's a racist, uh, fossilized, you know, out-of-date institution. And, uh, you know, if you in election year, you try to change the state balloting that's supposed to be fair till so that 70 percent instead of 30 vote on not on election day remember electors you flip the electors yeah. everybody said that trump was an election denial it's 2004 barbara boxer and i think 34 house members said they weren't going to ratify the ohio tried to delay it then we had those people in 2016 jill stein sued to stop it uh stacy abrams sued to stop the we overturned the georgia count we had uh all those celebrities remember hey electors please vote your conscience not your popular vote constitutional mandate and vote for hillary switch your votes that was supposed to be okay if yeah. you're an ex-president you can raid his house um, that's a new one i guess when joe biden leaves donald trump is supposed to get the Talk to his DOJ and said, we got a, we got rumors that he's got files. Let's go raid his house with a SWAT team and uh, swarm the homes of Supreme Court. When did that start? You just I thought that was a felony to swarm the homes of Clarence Thomas or I don't know, Judge Alito. When did that when did that become OK? You can just go to a threaten a justice or go to any politician's home. Right. And they did that to a leftist the other day. I don't know who it was. And everybody got really angry about it. 25th Amendment. You just smear a president, say he's crazy. And you get the FBI director, Andrew, an interim director, Andrew McCabe and the deputy attorney general. And you say, let's wear a wire, catch him in a. Can you imagine right now if Christopher Ray went to somebody high in the Justice Department? And they say, you know, Biden is just dangerous. I got an idea. We'll wear a wire and we'll catch Biden saying some crazy crap. And then we'll, you know, leak it and we'll get the cabinet to vote him out. That would be unthinkable. So, I, you know, and I talked about the rioters, you know, it's OK to riot for 120 days. 14,000 people arrested. The majority let go. One day, January 6th, people are going to be in prison in some cases for a decade used to be a send to pack the Supreme Court. But if the Supreme Court is no longer the Warren Court, then it should be expanded to 15, uh, 15 justices. Uh, all, yeah. I guess they have a new one that and I hope all these Republican prosecutors at the state and local level are listening because what they have bequeathed to us is in a national election. If you want to hurt the national opponent of your party, what you do is indict the president. Mm -hmm. So if Joe Biden, you think, has violated a campaign, if he has raised money in your state, even though it's a federal violation that was illegal, and you think that that was improper, he hasn't given the right names, you can indict him and tie him up, but time it to tie it up during the election season. And if you think he's violated a contract in your state or he's done something improper, then you indict him. And that's what we are seeing with Fannie Willis and Alvin Gregg.
and Letitia Petitia James. And uh, you can just open the border. You can just say, you yeah. know what? I guess the idea is if they're if people are coming in very poor and very needy, then they're going to be uh, valuable constituents. But if you think that people who have skilled degrees uh, from conservative places, why don't you just open the border to people that have master's degrees from conservative uh, places that are very wealthy and have that asymmetry and see how the left like it? I don't think they'd like it. They'd say that would be terrible. And maybe in this election, I guess another thing they bequeath to us is the FBI just goes out and censors people's news. They work with Twitter and Facebook. I guess if Trump was, he should, uh, what, appoint an FBI director? And then in the next election after him, they should go to FBI and say, you know what? The FBI should go to Twitter or Facebook. We want to, you guys, this story right here, we want it squelched. And by the way, when I retire, I want to be deputy general counsel, as James Baker was. And I think right. he went from something like 200000 to 6 or $7 million a year. Oh, by the way, you can hire, right now you can hire foreign nationals. That's supposed to be illegal to hire a foreign national in your campaign. But what you should do is go out and hire a foreign national to make a dossier full of lies about the Biden family. Because it's okay now. You cannot be prosecuted uh, and if you are prosecuted for a camp campaign finance violation, as was Hillary Clinton, who paid, I think, 113000 and Barack Obama paid, what, 375000 for violation of hiding the names of his donors, you're not mm -hmm. going to you're not going to go to jail if you're a Republican. You're just not going to go. It's only going to happen to Democrats. That's yes. another thing that, that that I think would be uh, reciprocal. And uh, I said another one is I, I mentioned that earlier. You should just every Republican right before a midterm should drain the strategic petroleum reserve. Just flood the nation with cheap oil, and hope that people pay you back with uh, obeyance at the at the midterm election. Right. Another one is cancel federal debt. I mean uh, student debt. Right. Don't and don't go whole hog. So. If there's a Republican in the White House in the 2026 election and you want to, I don't know, get a bigger house margin, just wait to about a month before and then just start canceling student debt as much as you can and draining the and see what the New York Times and Washington Post say about that. Yeah. Washington well, Post says, uh, says democracy dies in darkness, but I think it's happening in, in, in uh, plain sight. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's all asymmetrical and it's all predicated on one thing, that they are the adolescents in the room and nobody would dare do what they're doing. If you were going to be reciprocal to recreate deterrence, then you would be in a doom loop and we, the whole country would unwind. So they believe that the country can maintain its the rule of law, its constitutional system, its apparent normality if one side tries to pack the court or tries to undermine the under uh, the electoral college or tries to get rid of the filibuster or tries to let in 8 million people or tries to use the FBI to censor the news. It's okay because it's just one side. If both sides were to do it and normalize it and institutionalize it, we wouldn't have a country, right. which puts a dilemma on the Republican conservatives because the logic that the left use is not inaccurate. It means that 
Are we going to do what they do to recreate deterrence so they stop? But if we do do that, then we don't have a country. So are we going to be the adult that says to the child, I'm not going to jump down up and down in the, in the supermarket aisle and get on the ground in a fetal position? Because if I were to do that, then and you were to do that, all chaos would break out. So I'm going to just take all of your insults and tantrums and give you the candy, and then we'll go out peacefully. And that's the that's the theory behind it. Brinksmanship. Well, hey, Victor, we're we are um, running out of time here today. I, yeah. I do need to tell our listeners to visit your website, The Blade of Perseus at VictorHanson.com. That's the web address. Victor writes three, two or three, mostly three original pieces for The Blade of Perseus every week. They're called Ultra Articles, and you can try to read them. But if you're not subscribed, you won't be able to. And if you're a fan of Victor's writing, of course, you want to subscribe because five dollars uh to get in the door discounted for the full year at fifty dollars right now victor's got uh, he's in the midst of a three-part series so far owed to a collapsing barn so it's pretty interesting stuff you'll also find the archives of these podcast links to victor's pieces for american greatness he writes every week for for the, that website his syndicated columns linked to his forthcoming book, which you need to buy. Go to Amazon, buy it. It's called The End of Everything. And it's about how war, uh, there's certain story. I got to get the subtitle here, Victor. How wars descend into annihilation. Anyway, victorhanson.com is for me, Jack Fowler. I write the free weekly email newsletter for the Center for Civil Society. It's called Civil Thoughts. You can sign up for it at civilthoughts.com, and I offer a dozen-plus recommended readings. Here's the link, and here's an excerpt from excellent articles I've come across the prior week. I know folks are enjoying it. Thanks for those who have signed signed up. Uh, what else do I have to do? Well, we have to read, read a comment, Victor. Lots of comments coming in. Some of them are still, of course, Fowler shut up, but here's one. <laughs> It says, it's, it's simply titled, thank you. This is from iTunes slash Apple, where you can rate the show zero to five stars. Thanks to those who do that. Thanks for those who leave comments. When I was writing my college thesis on religious capitalism, I wished I had a better understanding of the classics. Listening to VDH is wisdom and knowledge on of the topics. You fill in the blanks. Thank you. Trek 6,500. So Thanks, Trek6500 and all others who do leave comments. Victor, you've been terrific as usual. Thank you very much. Thanks, folks, for listening. And we will be back soon with yet another episode of The Victor Davis Hansen Show. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 